morelikeradio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink, always drink. I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. And he only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking a mile a minute. Alcohol by Volume? Oh, I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume, awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show because by hour two he's blitzed. I bet. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin, some stupid his weird name. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol my volume. I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it. it has nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin. So you're blaming the drunkard. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunkard, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Take a barf, drunkie! Welcome aboard, everybody. Welcome to Alcohol by Volume. It is Tuesday, April 22nd, 2014. Here on More Like Radio. If you'd like to hop into the chat room, it's at morelikeradio.com slash live. Uh, if you want to call in, Alcohol by Volume on Skype or the phone number 862-345-7125. That's 862-ALCOHOL. I uh, already got uh, hockey pictures going in the chat today. Oof. Uh yeah. Uh, uh oh ah oh that that who the hell did that hit? Uh I'm trying to see the freaking number. I can't. Oh well. And hey, I the person that makes those gifts, I follow her on Twitter. I'll 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 give her some press here at my regular face. She does an insane amount of gifts on uh, hockey nights and she's been going overboard in the playoffs here. She's been getting everything out there. Although I think she actually has me uh muted on uh, Twitter at the moment because, uh, well, she's a Bruins fan. I'm a Red Wings fan, so yeah. I don't think I've said anything too offensive, but who knows. Um, uh, let me mark myself as online here. Okay. Um, so I'll admit to you guys, I was actually really torn about doing... Ouch. Hey, come on. That, that, was, that was a bad goal. That was a bad goal. And that that's an awesome drop to the ice there. So just more and more gifts. Anyway, I was torn about doing a show tonight because, to be honest, my heart wasn't kind of into it today, but we'll see what happens. It might be one of those rare shows that I actually feel really good about, so who knows. Um, was Crosby just admiring a pass or something there? Because that, that seems to be uh, seems to be the way it is. Uh, okay, which one is this? Uh, ugh, ugh. I know that that last that last Red Wings game was atrocious, but I, I I've taken the split in Boston. That's more than I could have hoped for. So game three is tonight in Detroit. Starts at seven thirty, I think. Um, I was happy that Columbus initially took the split over fucking Pittsburgh, but uh, yeah, then they lost yesterday after blowing a three one lead in was it two minutes thirteen seconds? Ugh, fucking hell. 
Uh, I'm shocked that the Lightning are down three games to the Habs. I didn't see that happening. That's that's probably going to be a sweep. Ben Bishop's not coming back for that series, so that that series is probably done. Um, what, show derailed eight minutes in? <laughs> no, I think I've gotten derailed right off the bat before, uh, but that was probably when I started insanely drunk. Um, so, um, I went to Cable Beverages in New York over the weekend. Damned if I can remember who told me about Cable Beverages. It was Cable Beverages and Growler and Gill. I didn't get to go to Growler and Gill because, um, they did not open up until I think about noon and we were out there kind of early. So, but I went to Cable Beverages. I didn't find any New Belgium, which was what I was looking for, but I did grab one thing I never thought I'd find. McKellar's Beer Geek Brunch Weasel. It's an imperial coffee stout made with civet coffee, and you guys know what that civet coffee is. Uh, that cost me 10 bucks for one bottle, so I'm hoping it's good. Um, I also grabbed Meantime Coffee Porter, which I am drinking right now. Central Waters Brewers, uh, Reser- uh, Brewers Reserve Bourbon Barrel Stout, and Kentucky Ales Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Stout, all pretty well rated on the beer side so i kind of have high hopes for them additionally got the uh, new game of thrones fire and blood i also picked up a bottle of weyerbacher's reserva american wild ale drank that yesterday it's not my favorite sour but it's actually damn good for an american um american wild ale um especially for a brewery that's relatively local to me versus you know the the big hitters with the sours like the brewery jolly pumpkin cigar city stuff like that um, also, uh, snagged, and I, I, I know I talked about this one on the show, uh, was surprised I found it, uh, snagged a Star Hill Little Red Roostar Coffee Cream Stout. I'm looking forward to cracking that open. Um, and Dennis in the chat says, no one seems to like the Game of Thrones ale. Hmm. I, I'm surprised. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just went more collector angle on this one with the three. Maybe that's why they did the, uh, the three different, uh, three different, labels on this run maybe they weren't as confident in this brew who knows um and i I didn't get to try any of the previous uh game of thrones ones the uh, take the black stout or i don't remember i can't remember what the other one was but this is the first one i'm gonna try still in my fridge and uh let's see over easter dinner i picked up a four pack of lakefront's cherry lager seasonal which was really good the cherry worked nicely with the lager style uh nice change on the usual cherry wheat style i'm used to the Cherry was a little bit more in the background, so that was pretty good. Uh, even my father-in-law liked it. He had a bottle. My my wife kept saying, if you don't like it, just give it to Kevin. He's like, no, I'm drinking it. So I think I won him over with that one. And then I got uh, a six-pack of Cricket Hill uh, American Pale Ale for him, and I had one bottle of that, and he drank the other five. So obviously he liked that. Uh, and that's, that's a victory, too, because he's... He's mostly a well. He was originally mostly a Bud Light guy, so I, I've I've been I've been opening his eyes. And then finally on Friday, uh, went out with Western Echo, uh, punchy and hammy for dinner at Red Robin, where uh, some of us were uh, faggots about our calories, and we, well, we we just ate, we ate, and we were happy about it. Um, even though my my rap was still actually pretty low calorie, it was like eight hundred something calories. So, haha. Um, and uh, that was followed by some billiards and bowling. And uh, this time it wasn't followed by an ER visit. I was surprised they actually let me back in that bowling center. Yes, it was the same one that I uh, had the crazy uh, blackout drunk night for my birthday. Uh, but uh, I only had a pint of Guinness with dinner, as shown by Punchy on his Instagram. Um, 
and I had a bottle of Sam Adams Boston Lager during bowling. So I, I behaved for once. I My wife wasn't there to drive me home. So that's that's part of it right there. Plus, I don't know, beer beer's fucking expensive out. And I mean, the Guinness, that's on tap. Um, they didn't pour it 100% correctly, but it, it was still you know pretty good. Uh, and you know it, it was like 450 for a bottle of Boston Lager. I'm not going to be drinking too many of those. I mean that was that was why I had so many of the goddamn um, pitchers of beer on my birthday. So you get that idea there. The pitchers of beer were cheap as shit. And I'm not going back to those. Ah, uh, so let's see here. What do I got? What do I got? What the hell is going on in the chat? Uh, I think are the gifts breaking in the chat? Let me refresh here. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, I know Alan was... Wait, Alan? Yeah, Alan was. I wasn't sure. Uh, Alan's posting gifts, but uh, that one I think is broken. So, gonna delete that for now. And... Wait. I don't know what's... Maybe it's just my computer that's being weird. I don't know. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Dennis in the chat says, when I die, they're going to distill and drink me. Hey, they, I, I, I've always wondered what I wanted done with my body after I died, so I, why not? I mean, um, reminds me of the, the Dennis Leary, Keith Richards, whatever, smoke his ashes. Smoke his ashes. God damn. I've only had one drink in me. Uh, whatever. Okay. Um, one thing I am going to do tonight... Um, I am going to be doing some of those beer cheese pairings that uh, Scrambler sent me that uh, that article for. I'm only doing three out of the six tonight because I have no desire to drink six bottles of beer and six wedges of cheese tonight because that is a recipe for disaster. I do not want to be puking up cheese later. So I'm doing three tonight. I'm going to do three next week. Um... But uh, I'll get to that in a little bit. I'm still finishing off this meantime coffee porter, which is actually really good. Um, and it fucking better be. It was like five bucks for this bottle. Um. Oh, okay. Peaches wants the semen. Six, sixteen. Uh, boom. Okay. Uh, so I, I picked up on this today, and I have no idea why the hell this is a thing. And it's actually relatively local for me, and there is no way in hell I'd be doing this. A question to you all in the chat. Would you go to a nude beer festival? <laughs> well, apparently there is one. It is, let's see, uh, Sunny Rest Resort's annual beer festival taking place this year on Saturday, June 28th, 1 to 5 p.m., you're free to wear a robe, towel, or even pants and shirt elsewhere at this clothing-optional vacation getaway in Pennsylvania's Poconos. Poconos. But on site of the annual brew fest, only birthday suits will be tolerated. Now, there's a flyer for the event. Let me post this in the chat. Uh, I think they're trying to give you the idea that um, th this would be this would be the uh, kind of clientele that they're going to get there. So uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess it's going to be all all hot women, right? Right. Why do I get the feeling that they're, this would just end up being a bunch of naked dudes at this thing, which, yeah, I know, sounds hot, right? But there aren't going to be any women at this thing, and if there are, they're not going to look like that. I This is a bad idea. I mean, advanced tickets are only 16 bucks, Ooh, and tickets on the day of are 18. Uh, that's pretty cheap. 
and yeah, there's probably a reason why. Uh, along with entry to the beer fest and unlimited samples from breweries near and far, the ticket includes a free day's admission to Sunny Rest Resort. Festgoers can also take advantage of discounts on rooms and campsites. The after-party festivities, which also require nudity, take place at the resorts Streakers Bar and Flashers Nightclub. Ugh. Yes, I, I would not be doing that. I mean, yeah, you know, a bunch of people drinking and naked. What could possibly possibly go wrong with that um yeah and it, it p rock says it exactly you know of course it would be no hot chick is going to go to so, going to some lowbrow beer bust with a bunch of old farts um although <laughs> red sox says unlimited beer i'll show my cock fuck uh 618 <sighs> boom yeah i know that'll show up somewhere um i don't yeah <sighs> I have enough problems drinking when fully clothed. I, I don't need to be going around naked doing it. Um, but that 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 ugh. this is the first of its kind that I've heard of, and I I don't think this would really be a big thing that they'll have going on. I'm curious, actually, if they've done this before. I get the feeling not. Otherwise, they'd realize what a horrible idea it is. Anyway. Let me move on to the next article here. This is something uh, more uh, historical, more interesting, more, well, less nudity. At least I hope less nudity. 101-year-old message in a beer bottle discovered. This is from thedrinksbusiness.com. A message cast adrift in a beer bottle in the Baltic 101 years old has been found and the descendant of the sender tracked down. That's kind of a cool part with it. Uh, Bottle was found by German fisherman Conrad Fischer in the Baltic near the port of Kiel last month and is the oldest message in a bottle ever discovered, the previous record holder being a bottle with a note dated to 1914 and spent 98 years at sea. Uh, According to the local, what was inside was a postcard from neighboring Denmark dated 17th of May, 1913, and written by a German man named Richard Platz. The card politely asked the finder of the bottle to forward the postcard to his home in Berlin. I guess he was waiting a while here. Uh, his granddaughter, who still lives in Berlin, was tracked down by researchers. Now in her 60s, she never knew her maternal grandfather. He died in 1946, aged just 54. Now, um, the rest of it is just kind of going into, you know, him, you know, throwing the bottle, blah, blah, blah. It's actually a very cool-looking beer bottle. I know um, I mentioned it before how Mitch was uh, wanting to do some photography with different beer bottles. This is one that just has a has a really cool look to it. Has has the keel... Um, seal on it, I guess. Um, uh, let's see. It's stamped with a Maltese cross, and if you're in the chat, you'd see the picture. If you're not listening live, that's your fault. Uh, it's stamped with the Maltese cross and crown and the word keel, and may have been brought by Platts on a stop before crossing the Danish border. It was probably produced by a brewery that no longer exists. The main Keeler Brewery... Brewery? I never know how to pronounce that in other language. I should throw it into Google Translate. Um... Today, having been founded in 1988, other big local brewers being Flinsberger and Holsten. Uh, Kiel was the base for the Imperial German German Navy. The crown on the bottle may point to a brewery that was by royal appointment and went into decline after the abdication of Kaiser Wilhelm II in 1918. Blah, blah, blah. So, old bottle. Very old bottle uh, from, uh, from, from Europe. And very cool looking bottle with the postcard in it. I, I, I like shit like that. I mean, I, I used to watch... Shows on like the History Channel and Discovery Channel that would kind of go into stuff like that. 
Um, let's see, another trademark dispute uh, on the horizon. This this one, this is one that actually completely makes sense to me. It's Rogue, and we all know Rogue. Rogue, you know, is pretty big. Um, you know, the, some of their beers are great. Some of them are eh. But it's a name that if you know craft beer, you know Rogue. Well, Oregon Brewing Company, the company behind the Rogue Brewery in Oregon, <laughs> this week filed a lawsuit against a microbrewery in upstate New York over its use of the term Rogue in connection with a beer. Uh, so uh, they go into how big Rogue is, blah, blah, blah. Rogue's Harbor Brewing is a microbrewery located outside of Ithaca, New York on the Finger Lakes Beer Trail. According to its website, we started brewing in 2011, offering five of our own craft beers. Uh, every batch we brew produces four kegs, offering plenty of beer to go around for the restaurant or for growler fills to take with you. It appears the brewery is connected to the Rogue's Harbor Inn, which is a bed and breakfast that's been open since 1830. Okay, fine. The bed and breakfast has been open since 1830. They started brewing in 2011. Rogue was around then. This one kind of seems like a slam dunk to me because if you're going to produce a beer with the name Rogue, not not only in the beer's name, because there's there's a little bit of a gray area with that, but in the brewery name, you're asking for trouble. I mean, it 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 would it would be like any other brewery staying, you know, start a brewery called Stone's Throw. Well, I don't think Stone Brewing is going to be too happy with that. So I, this is one of those, one of those uh, trademark battles that I, I, I think is pretty pretty well cut and dry on that one. Um, if you guys remember a while back, the uh, the band Hanson, and I actually wish I had Mbop to play in the background, but I'm not going to subject you guys to that. So uh, they released that uh, craft beer called Mhops Pale Ale, and it actually was pretty successful, um, surprisingly so, so they must have done something right with it, whether cashing in on the success of that with a beer and music festival. It's the Hop Jam Craft Beer and Music Festival in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on May 18th, featuring 15 local Oklahoma breweries. Details at thehopjam.com. So this is a legitimate beer fest. Um... And additionally, following the festival, Hops will actually be available for purchase online for the first time. It's just been locally distributed until now, um, mostly like Oklahoma. Um, I think I want to say there's like one. Pl- I, I think there's a place in Chicago that managed to like get it on tap or something too. But um, aside from, I think it's like three states that see this stuff. So I'll keep an eye on that to see if I can get any of it ordered to Jersey. Now that I'm actually drinking the pale ales. That's one that I would actually genuinely like to try now. You know, not just for you know saying that I've tried it, but I might actually like it. Uh, I guess speaking of uh, hops, as we always do on this show, there are now, at least in uh, New Zealand, hops flavored sodas. I do not understand the appeal behind this, but apparently there's it's kind of a kind of a marketing thing for for the people that don't drink. Uh, it, it's strange. Anyway, flavors come in pear basil, elderberry herb, watermelon mint, which that combination actually sounds kind of nice, and uh, salted lychee. They're even made to look like beer bottles, crown caps and all, which of course would cause an outrage in the U.S. Uh, let me post this image in the chat so you can see exactly what I'm talking about with these. Very much looks like uh, beer bottles. 
despite the fact that it says soda on it. So, but people are stupid. So, why are they making these? You know, it, what what benefit do you get adding a hop flavor to uh, to soda? Their makers explain our research reveals a sense of effort is needed when socializing to enable the feeling of being connected. When people don't want alcohol for health or lifestyle reasons, one in five claim this regularly. <laughs> Existing drink choices, soft drinks, water, are seen as too sweet, childish, gassy, and boring. I've never described a beverage as gassy, but okay. Uh, Hopped is designed to blend in socially while providing a crisp, clean, refreshing drink with delicious adult flavors, less sugar, and lighter carbonation. Outside of socializing, Hopped is a clean soda for any time of the day. Mm, okay. It hit the markets in New Zealand last month. No idea if they're gonna see international distribution um i mean it looks like they're doing new zealand and australia so i don't know maybe little mac could get a hold of these see if they're actually any good taste wise i mean uh, i don't know why don't you just why don't you just sell a soda in something that looks like a beer bottle you know like like red Sox in the chat says there's no point without alcohol if if you're gonna fake it you know just you don't have to go through all this effort to fake it you know you fuck you could order you know a bottle of ibc root beer at the bar and people if they don't look too closely they're gonna think you're drinking a beer um oh yeah see see mitch in the chat has has the perfect if you want to turn kids off from beer giving them something flavored with hops will do it yeah this i i get the feeling that we are not going to see distribution of this here for that very reason that people would lose their shit like they're gonna want beer after this oh my god you know i mean i don't know some some people might but it's the argument that i had with those jelly belly jelly beans the draft beer ones those aren't going to turn people on to beer this you know it might turn them on to hoppy beers because if they realize oh well there there are beers that have this flavor then you know this bitterness and whatever i don't know but I, I highly doubt. I highly doubt we'll see this in the in the U.S. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. See, Mitch was actually saying he thinks he means hoppy stuff is gross. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So you'll probably you'll probably get like you know four kids saying gross, and then the fifth will turn into an alcoholic. But he probably would have turned into an alcoholic anyway. I'll get I'll get you into the hops one of these days, Mitch. Seriously. Somehow I don't know why. Hmm. Aha. Uh -huh. Mitch says, do you know why more men like IPAs? Because our tongues are not sensitive, so we need stuff, stuff, yeah, stuff super strong and, and what, v viewer to taste? I don't know what you're trying to say there, Mitch. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, okay. Mitch says he has a woman's tongue, though. Yeah, yeah, and like Dennis says, that does explain the semen. Uh and uh, before before I get into the uh, the actual cheese and beer pairings for today, I found some other actual pairings. These, these are quickie kind of things. These this is uh, beer and tropical fruit. And uh, for those of you that you know, don't like fruit beers, well, you're probably not gonna care about this pairing anyway. But fuck you, I'm doing it anyway. Uh, first one they got on here, and they they didn't go with with specific you know brands or anything. They just went with styles, which. Is probably the better way to do it. I, I hate it when I see these, you know, sites going through with pairings or saying, you know, you, you know, cook your barbecue with this. 
And then they list some beer that is, you know, ultra rare or ultra regional that you're never going to see. So this kind of thing is better. Papaya and Scotch Ale. A wee heavy turns up the volume on understated fleshy papaya. Sugary notes in both connect before the beer's warm toffee rounds off the swallow. Uh, oh, and this is from uh, draftmag.com. This one, uh, I think this one would pair perfectly. Mango and chili beer. If you love mango salsa, this match is a no-brainer. The heat meets sweet when a fleshy, fruity mango takes on fresh green chili pepper. That I could see... Like certain certain chili beers that are stronger than others, I could really see the mango working well with that because it would it would temper the pepper a little bit more. Um, oh, okay. Viewer equals bitter because <laughs> Mitch is on the phone and of course all the semen too. Um, let's see, kiwi and a Berliner Weiss. It's tart overdrive when limelight kiwi meets a Berliner Weiss, but the fruit's earthy flesh quickly comes to the foreground, giving the duo a new dimension. See, now I want to try these pairings, too. Uh, banana and a Dunkelweizen. A Dunkelweizen's candy-like banana esters get a fresh green lift from the real thing. The dark wheat base easily supports all the banana power. And the last one on here, and this is not one I would have thought of, but uh, I'd try this one because I love pineapple. Pineapple and a black IPA. Pineapple acidity keeps hot bitterness in check. Couple bright fruity sweetness with dark roast, and this is easily dessert. Very very cool pairings there, and that's uh, let's see, they gave five of them, five pairings there, so I could easily make a six pack out of that. And uh, well, let's see, I can easily get pineapple, I can easily get a banana, easily get a kiwi. Um, to it, to be fair, I'm not really a fan of mango on its own, but I'd try that. And papaya, I don't think I've ever even had papaya before, so I I couldn't tell you that, but stuff to try so with that uh let me get into the pairings of beer and cheese if you listened last week you heard me talk about the uh was it the six different pairings they had on this uh article from esquire god damn it i'm uhing all over the fucking place today i'm catching myself doing it Ugh. that was not an uh that was a ugh. so Let me finish off this coffee porter here. I want my palate to be cleansed. Okay. So the very first one they had in this article, and like I said, I'm only doing three today, and then three next week. First one they had on here was mild cheddars and brown ales. Now the, uh, damn it. The suggested beers they had in this article, I was actually able to find four out of the six of them. The other two I went with same style, but also went with local brewers. Uh, shouldn't I, I don't think it'll make that much of a difference. The one they suggested for this one was Samuel Smith's Nut Brown Ale. wasn't that I couldn't find it. It was that I did not want to buy a large bottle of it, and I didn't want to buy a four-pack of it. I, I like Sam Smith's Nut Brown Ale, but I didn't need that much of it. And in the Build-A-Six-Pack, I couldn't find the uh, individual size. So I went with Climax Brewing Nut Brown Ale out of Roselle Park, New Jersey. And this is paired with, uh, I kind of cheated on this one a little bit because what they what they were showing on, um, actually, oh Jesus, hold on a second, beer is spraying a little. Mm. Why is, I think my beer is climaxing. <laughs> uh, let me put a coaster underneath this. 
and I will continue to vamp here. Um, I I actually at the um, supermarket I went to the person behind the cheese counter was extremely knowledgeable with this. I guess she's helped Brooklyn Brewery with some pairings that they've done in the past too. So she really knew her stuff and more or less pointed me to the different stuff that I needed. This one, uh, a mild cheddar. I couldn't even tell you what the particular you know brand or whatever is, but I cheated a little. God damn it. What the fuck is wrong with this thing? I don't know if you can hear that at all. This bottle is like wanting to. There we go. Hold on. Uh, it's foaming. Mm, mm, mm. Whew. Okay, let that foam over a little bit. Jesus Christ. I don't know what was going on with that. I didn't shake it or anything. Must have been a uh, mini earthquake in here or something. I don't know. So let let that let that settle a little bit. Anyway, so I got a uh, kind of beer cheese. It is it's a mild cheddar, but it actually does have I guess a little bit of beer in it, and some there, there's a little bit of seasoning in there too. I can't remember exactly what it is. I didn't bring the label or anything down with me, so I'm kind of guessing on this. Um, I know. <laughs> Believe me, I, I couldn't have planned that better, Mitch. You know, the Climax beer, uh, having climaxed. I mean, in fact, uh, just because this is too easily coincidental. If anybody follows me on Instagram, you'll see this. Actually, you'll see it pop up on Twitter shortly, too. Jeez, um, why is somebody... There we go. And you will see the Climaxing beer. little bur- blurry, but eh, close enough. A little, little bit of foam on the top. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ah, Dennis says, sometimes I wonder whether Kevin refers to an opinion of a food beverage product he only ever means or has a reference point of the alcohol flavoring. What refers to an opinion of... Uh, I don't think I like you very much, Dennis. <laughs> okay, let me, let me see if I can... Uh, ah, Jesus Christ. Extend my mic mic arm out here a little bit. That coaster is just a wee bit wet, uh, and it is a good thing I have about a zillion of these ABV coasters. Okay, so let let me continue on with this. So it's a nut brown ale that apparently nutted all over my desk. Jesus Christ. Ah, and that is why I don't play with cocks. God damn it. 6.36. And marked. Um, Dennis follows me on Instagram, Mitch. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I have the I have the cheese here. I did um, about like half ounce pieces, and it's surprising how much cheese that actually is in half an ounce. Very surprised by that. Now, I am. Mm, I, I mentioned this in my last show, and Marianne was very disappointed with me in this. I do not typically eat cheese unless it's melted on fries or nachos or it's breaded and deep fried. But I am giving this a shot. I may become a cheese aficionado after this, but I doubt that's going to happen. But I'm trying this anyway to kind of see how the pairings work. 
Uh, it's just about foam down there. So, I'm going to take, let's see, let me take a little little taste of the beer here. Jesus Christ. This stuff is ve- very excitable for a beer called Climax. And I'm going to take a bite of this cheese and hope that it... Thank you for that uh, that gif in the chat there, Dennis. Going to take a bite of this cheese and hope I don't fucking gag on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. To be honest, I mean, it tastes like cheese. That, that's about all I can say with that one. I mean, I would assume this this is a nice cheddar. It's very creamy. Um, actually, it seems to be. See, this is gonna be this is gonna be full of full of sound clips here. It seems to be become creamier <laughs> once the beer is in my mouth too. Not necessarily my my favorite kind of taste. Um. I think sometimes I think it's sometimes the consistency of raw cheese, as it were, that uh, that hits me wrong. I don't know. Um, and Red Sox in the chat says, "I hope you're lactose intolerant and shit your brains out." Uh, yeah, and this would be the time I'd find. No, I think this cheese will block me up. Ugh. Okay, so did that first one there. Um, I don't know. It, it, with with this combination, it tastes like cheddar to me. I get a little bit more creaminess out of it when it goes along with the beer, but I'm not really pulling any kind of elements out of it. Maybe I'm just not a cheese eater, which does sound like some weird kind of racial slur. So I guess we're back with the racism on the show. So um, before I get to the next pairing, because I should probably finish this beer first. So I'll kind of space these out a little bit. Uh, pick this one up from the Telegraph UK. U.S. approves Palcohol powdered alcohol. Uh, let me see. Pick up this article. It's a new brand of powdered alcohol designed to be mixed into a drink or sprinkled over food. Now, depending on the caloric intake of this, yes, 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 I'm a faggot. Um, this could be a game changer for my waistline. Oh, faggot, faggot. Mix it into a diet soda after work, and I'm totally good. Don't have to, you know, chug beer after beer after beer to forget how awful my fucking work like life is. Or I could mix it into a diet soda or even water at work, and I'm even better. Um, the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau... Oof, was that A-T-T-T, A-T-T-T-B, okay. Uh, this week signed off on seven versions of Palcohol, including margarita and cosmopolitan flavors. Apparently they also have, um, I think I saw somewhere they were talking about rum. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they had some, well, I, I don't know if you could do a vodka flavor because, you know, what does vodka taste like? Vodka tastes like alcohol. Um and if that that is Mitch. That is actually what I did. I did take a huge bite of cheese and a swig of beer, and I don't know. T- it tasted like well, it 
tasted like it made the cheese a little bit more creamy. That was about it. So I'm, I have higher hopes for the next one. I have much higher hopes for the next one because that style of cheese, I actually like that more in some capacities. But uh, back to the article here. Uh, the press materials for this... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, they said uh, it'll be made available in autumn of this year. So we're, we're going to see this on shelves or online or whatever. Probably on shelves. It's alcohol. They're not going to be able to sell it online most of the time. Um, autumn of this year. The press material states, what's worse than going to a concert, sporting event, etc.? Having to pay $10, $15, $20 for a mixed drink with tax and tip. Take palcohol into the venue and enjoy a mixed drink for a fraction of the cost. So with that, I am um, not filling my cheeks like a squirrel, Mitch. Ooh, not, not with cheese. Oof. Wait, that could have been misconstrued. Son of a bitch. But... It, with this, you know, taking it to a venue, yes and no. For instance, if I go to a hockey game, I want a beer. That's just part of the experience for me. I don't care how much the beer is. I mean, I, I you know, last time I was at, what was it? I got, I got a uh, fucking Boddington's a couple games ago. And it was like eight bucks. Uh, last game, what the hell did I get? Um, oh, yeah, I got a Molson Canadian because, you know, Canada, hockey, beer, whatever. So, and, you know, whatever with that. It's part of the experience. But going to a show, I would use it with that because instead of paying $8 for some shitty domestic or $12 or $15 or whatever for a mixed drink, even though I barely go to shows anymore, since the bands that I like seeing live keep actually breaking up. Oof. Um... Kevin drinks beer for experience. Heroin addicts do heroin for experience. Do I get experience points out of it? I saw people rolling dice earlier. <laughs> uh, so their press materials also say they could uh, that you can sprinkle this on food. That's an interesting idea. Get get drunk from your eggs, right? So sprinkle palcohol on almost any dish and give it an extra kick. Some of our favorites are the kamikaze and guacamole. Okay, rum on a barbecue sandwich. Yes, always barbecue. We love barbecue. Everybody loves barbecue on alcohol by volume, especially people in the chat when they start posting. Well, actually, no, that was usually Cornex that posted the pictures of barbecue. But we we love our food. We love our barbecue. Cosmo on a salad. Mm, that sounds kind of faggoty. Vodka on eggs in the morning to start your day off right. <laughs> yeah, and then you crash on the way to work. Um, you have to add it after the cooking or the, all the alcohol will burn off makes sense now apparently this is not a new concept i was not aware of this i'm not aware of a lot of things which is obvious similar products were already sold in japan and germany with alcohol as a powder having previously been sold in the u.s under several different patents as well so different formulas to this i never saw it in the u.s but i guess i wasn't looking in the right places of course some comments in the article show the predictable outrage um this is from some dude, that's the username, how creative. Uh, let's see, what 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 uh, what offensive accent should I use for this? Um, oh, wait, uh, I think it's somebody in the UK. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if I can do a gay Englishman. Um, they're just so irresponsible in the US creating stuff like this. 
people are idiotic enough without having access to this. I hope it never comes to the UK. Or rather the UK. Because I didn't capitalize it because I'm a stupid fucker. Because sooner or later it'll make its way into our schools. Oh no! Well no, Ash would be deeper voice. You know, um, I don't even think I can do Ash. I don't have a deep enough fucking voice. So this is only going to be sold in establishments licensed to sell alcohol. So the, there's that restriction. And of course, it's not like teens can't get booze in the first place anyway. If they're going to be able to get booze, they're going to be able to get this somehow. Um, oh, yeah, Dennis, good point. English and gay. <laughs> right. From another more level-headed commenter on this article, Angel Q. Are people's arms being twisted to use this product? Is there a gun put to your head to try it? Okay. It's kind of like the age-old argument when you hear these whiny prude fuckers, you know, they hear something they don't like on radio or see something they don't like on TV, and as usual, if you don't like it, change the channel. If you don't like the idea of this product, don't fucking buy it. Simple as that. It's it's not going to all of a sudden get into schools any more than regular booze has. You know, it, it, you're, you, you can't keep shit out of kids' hands, no matter what. I found a way to drink when I was a teenager. I found a way to smoke pot when I was a teenager. I mean, it, it, it's going to happen. And no matter how many restrictions you put up, it's almost like it's a dare. Uh, another con- uh, commenter, Puddentain. <laughs> he actually had a more legitimate concern. He said, this might actually hurt businesses that serve beer, wine, and hard liquor. Obviously, it'd be easy to belly up to a bar, order a Coke, and then mix your own drink. So I see businesses that sell alcohol either prohibiting its use in their facility or a market for the anti-potion that lines glasses or maybe ice and makes the taste of this powdered alcohol undesirable. I don't see this as very good for the restaurant business, which is sad. It's hard enough to find a good restaurant the way it is. And again, yes and no with that. Do you like the taste of your beer? Then you're still going to order a beer. If you like the taste of your, you know, the pure undiluted taste, you know, because I, I have a feeling these powdered alcohols, they're going to have flavor, but it's not going to be the straight up flavor you're used to. If you like the taste of Martini, a Cosmo, a White Russian, whatever, you're still going to order them. Now, the sporting events, shows, etc., like that, where they really gouge you, okay, you know, have at it there. That's that's not their, that's not, you know, necessarily their main main source of income. I mean, they're making money hand over fist on the food, on, you know, all the other concessions and shit like that, so they can take a little hit on that. I mean, at the last time I was at a show, I think I paid, what was it, like a 11 bucks for, was it a Blue Point toasted lager? It was good, but not 11 bucks good. I can get a, ten, or a six pack for that price. Uh, gotta finish this nut brown ale. Ah... Uh, so, in the interest of science, provided this actually does hit the market here in New Jersey, I mean, with, with you know, laws as they are, I could see this not making its way here for some reason or another. You know, think of the children. Um, it's another thing I'd have to purchase to try out, as long as it's not too cost prohibitive. I mean, I got my brew salt. I got my um, on tap. I got my Jelly Belly draft beer jelly beans, so why not this? If it wasn't for the fact that I'd probably try and eat a can all in one sitting, I, I'd try that alcohol-infused whipped cream that they have out there. I always see it near the counter at my local liquor store, and eh, sometimes I, I just I really lack willpower. 
you combine booze and sweets, I'm fucked. Completely fucked. Um, I also need to find those hot pickles from Dogfish Head, as well as their line of sausages. And I, I, I know there are places around here that sell it. I just, I haven't, uh, haven't really put forth the effort to go find them. Ah, uh, okay. You know, maybe part of it is that I'm discovering that I'm not as big a fan of nut brown ales as I used to be. Because I'm not I'm not able to drink this as quickly as I once was. So I have a feeling I'll be doing the other two tastings after the break. But before that, uh, what do I got here? Uh, dangerous teen drinking game puts high school kids at serious risk. Oh, think of the children. Uh, this got submitted by Patrick on Facebook. This is from the National Report, which claims to be America's number one independent news team. But uh, going through it, it kind of reads like a wing of Fox News. They even have Ted Cruz and Sarah Palin up at the top of the page for some unknown reason. So take that for what it's worth. I mean, I initially thought it was like a link to a story or something like that. But um, I, there, there's nothing. There, there's, there's just a picture of Ted Cruz smiling and Sarah Palin laughing with their names next to them. I, I don't quite understand why. Oh, and um, oh, that's interesting. You know what? Before I get to this, I, I, I have to look at this article. Is Candy Crush a violent game? This small town thinks so. Um. 8.15 on March 9th, 24-year-old Jennifer Whitman was physically attacked by her boyfriend, 21-year-old James Franks, in a laundromat. The couple were patronizing that evening in the town of Washington. Authorities say Franks was playing the game Candy Crush Saga on his smartphone, but Whitman, angered that her boyfriend was ignoring her, began loudly nagging him, going so far as to try and take the phone from his hands. Oh, no, you do not do that. You do not take a phone from someone who is playing Candy Crush. Franks then assaulted Whitman, slapping, punching, and kicking her before leaving the scene. Okay, I'm totally on the guy's side with that one. Um, too much. Okay, so back back to this dangerous teen drinking game that's putting all of high school kids at serious risk. Oh no! From the article, perving a game that originated in Southern California required the loser to locate and contact a registered sex offender by using state sex offender online registries, much like an online dating service. The objective is the loser of the game must locate and connect with an offender in their area, but not necessarily for sex. <laughs> Did Hippo Juice Sean come up with this and is he like trolling everybody? Uh, partygoers find as many sex offenders who live in their area next to the offender's crimes are checked out online either through the offender's database or from local news stories available online. All felons, especially those convicted for kidnapping, rape, or other violent crimes are dropped from the potential candidates list. The remaining sex offenders who have been convicted for misdemeanor sex crimes, usually involving underage children, are added to the list because they meet what's known as a safe profile. What is defined as a safe profile is determined by the partygoers. According to Detective Riva Metzger with the San Diego County Sheriff's Department, the kids will narrow the list down to four or five offenders who all live within a five to ten mile radius of the party. Since the offender's home addresses is published on these registries, since the offender's home addresses... No, that's, that's bad writing. Since the offender's home address 
is published on these registries, the teens will drive the loser to an offender's home. Metzger said teens pick up on something that sounds harmless and fun when, in fact, they could be knocking on the devil's door. Oh, the... She explained the kid who lost the game must knock on the offender's door and explain that he or she saw the offender's profile in the sex offender's database. The kid must then try to get the offender to agree to have sex with him, and these conversations are typically recorded by a hidden cell phone carried by the loser. If the offender agrees to sex, the kid turns and runs back to their friend's car where his buddies are watching and carrying weapons in case an offender attempts to physically restrain the kid before he can flee. The carload of teens and drives back to the party where the next loser goes through the same process again. Oh dear God. Is this actually a thing? Any listeners that I have from Southern California, is this a thing? I have never heard of perving anywhere. I mean, I, I, would, almost, I would almost think that I'm being punked on this news site especially because the editor-in-chief of this article is Nigel J. Covington III. Um, and, I mean, I, ha- I had to look at the date for this article, thinking, you know, April Fool's Day maybe, but no, 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 no. Posted about five days ago, so. Um, oof. Wow. And, and uh, as, as always, always in articles like this, you have to love the commenters. This one is from Rain Covetti, who seems like a real down-to-earth straight shooter. So, agreeing with another commenter, she says, and um, let me put on a voice here for y'all. I totally agree with you that every teen needs to pack a firearm with them as is their God-given right. But Purvin sounds very much like a real trouble. Sin, sodomy, perversion, and all with a registered sex offender who's a stranger to these children. It's just not God's plan for them. Back in the good old days, this could never happen. Back when the niggers knew their place. No, she didn't actually say that. Uh, back then, parents had every right to beat dignity, respect God's love and Christian values into their children. Now look at how far America's children have fallen in 30 years. I know Jesus weeps for those little sodomites. So basically, she's saying, we could still beat the shit out of our kids. None of this would happen. Beat Jesus, beat God's love into them. Beat Christian values into them. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. There has to be at least one racist moment every show, Dennis. It's, it's, (laughs) even Red Sox was shocked. It's been a few weeks since I said it. Come on. I was only saying what she was thinking. It's obvious. Um, I can't remember if there was anybody else in this article that was any commenters that were actually reasonable. But, um, oh, okay, let's see. Uh, somebody else was talking about, um, uh, somehow talking about weed. Um, I agree completely. The dangerous side effects and mind-altering chemistry in today's high-grade marijuana has played a huge role in the downfall of our teens and society as a whole. Uh, I fucking hate people. I hate people. Uh, 
and I don't know why I, I, I assumed that this Rain Covetti is uh, somebody from the South, but, uh, oh, wait a second. Um, that's interesting. Um, what? Huh. I'm wondering if this is, uh, <laughs> if <laughs> it almost seems like that's a fucking columnist because their name on the comments just links to nationalreport.net. Um, I, I, let me see here. Um, oh, no, apparently not. Oh, wait, oh my god! Holy shit, she's one of the reporters for this fucking site. This can't be real. Okay, this can't, can't, can't be real now. This has to be, this has to be a parody site. This has to be. Oh, what, what the hell is that term? Um, fuck. Uh, (laughs) shock jockery, what? What's that term where you where you cannot differentiate between the truth and satire? Um, fuck. I'm completely forgetting what that term is now. Um, Pose Law? I think that's it. But, like, looking now... Uh, this can't... Because, okay. Supposedly, this is, this is the person that commented. And she is also a reporter... For, wait. Uh, Red Sox says that nigger is not acceptable anymore. I, I thought uh, because this. Uh, let's see. This is an image of this supposed person, and boy, she looks to be really good at Photoshop. Um, and then, yeah. Oh, God damn it. Th- this this has to be. Ah, uh, this. Okay. Yeah. This has to be satire. There's no such thing as perving, although it is it is completely believable. Oh, God damn it, Patrick. I blame Patrick for this. I don't know if he knew that he was trolling me or not. But, uh, yeah, supposedly that is the, um, let's see, the Riverside County District Attorney Paul Horner. I think that picture kind of gave it away. Uh, uh. I, I, I feel like I feel like Dutch. I feel like Dutch on April Fool's Day. <laughs> okay, so l- let me let me let me let me try and uh, cleanse our palate from that. Um, actually, you know what you know what the best way to do uh, to cleanse the palate is. Hey, I'm gonna hit break. I'll be back in a bit. Alcohol by Cheers. volume, Kevin oh, Show. Hey, hey. Oh, it's the name of the show. Hey, more like radio, less like crap. Want more alcohol by volume? Because I'm kinda drunk for this, let's shit nuts! Download past episodes at morelikeradio.org. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. And follow along on Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. I find your drunkenness fitter, you're unappealing. I am drunk, or I wouldn't be talking to you. The newest episodes of Talk Radio Meltdown air first on More Like Radio. Listen to new episodes every Friday starting at 4 p.m. Eastern at morelikeradio.com. More Like Radio has a lot of great shows, including ours. Talk Radio Meltdown every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern on More Like Radio. Listen in at morelikeradio.com. Hey, smokers, you stink. I'm not talking about your character. That's a given. I'm talking about your clothes. 
It's time to kick the butts and move over to something more pleasant. I'm talking about e-cigs from Smokeless Image. They're cheaper than cigarettes, don't smell, and are available in a wide variety of flavors ranging from mints, fruits, desserts, or the traditional tobacco flavors if that's what you want. Simply go to tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke for all your vaping needs. That's tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke. Wednesday night at 11 p.m., tune into More Like Radio for two hours of wrestling talk on Markout Radio with Dark Fox and Friends. Fistful of assholes! Excuse me? Fistful of assholes? Really? You want me to say that? Just do the bit. <sighs> all right, you're such a diva now that you have your own show. With guest host Punchy, Greenway, and whoever else shows up on Skype. Or in Fox's creepy basement studio. The smell of cum and beer doesn't make it creepy. Maybe not, but the fleshlight does. Listen, I have a healthy sexual appetite. Thank you very much. What are the anal beads for? Can you just do the bit? Ugh, fine. Jesus, and you wonder why people get Marianne to do the audio bits. Markout Radio live every Wednesday night from 11 p.m. Eastern on More Like Radio. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic? A drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp, something. Something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. <laughs> no, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden, okay? <laughs> One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you relapsed. Burn in hell, bull. Oh, my God. God, what are you I meant I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I, I hope you end your life. Now, <laughs> get <off the> mic- <laughs> now get off the microphone while I talk to my pal. You know the way at the start of the last episode, we went through uh, different nationalities, you know, and now people know that we're Irish. <laughs> and now people know that we're all shite at accents as well. <laughs> but I was wondering, is it prejudiced to not make fun of, like, all of the countries? Where are you going for here? We'll name check every country on the show. That way no one can be mad. How about that? I could do Swedish. Oh, yeah. What? Birdie, birdie. <laughs> <laughs> and to the Italians. Papa the poopy. Papa the poopy. <laughs> okay. To the Mexicans? Hey, hey man. <laughs> uh, Spain? <laughs> uh, Singapore? Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Australians? Cockerel Doom Dark. No. A big loop, are you? <laughs> no, that sounds That's like Limerick or something. <laughs> That's right, we never slide off the Irish, do we? Someone put a bomb in me potato. <laughs> there you go. OSW Review. All Irish, all racist. Saturday's noon east. Join Halls and Rorschach as they bring you the news you need to get you through your weekend. Ali, Ali, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, Ali, I'm outside right now. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's really boring hard out here. Uh, Sounds 
like it. Where are you at? Are you in Antarctica? Uh, wait a minute, Holly. I see somebody coming toward me. There's a, there's a man coming toward me. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, what, you, uh, uh, what are you doing in my yard? I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> oh, God, it's Danny Glover. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Halls from It's All About Me. Join Rorschach and myself every Saturday from noon to 2 Eastern Time right here on More Like Radio. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio. Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. If you're ready for pro wrestling like it's never been seen before, pro wrestling meant for an adult audience, and pro wrestling where nobody says brother or tells you you can't see them, check out Combat Zone Wrestling, the most innovative, high-flying, hard-hitting, ultra-violent promotion on the planet today. Combat Zone Wrestling. Visit us at www.czwrestling.com. Cousin Joe Show. Now, I know what a crack vial is because there was one time I went to go score coke and this guy in Patterson asked for coke and he goes, all right. And like usual, they got it all set up right. They got fucking, <laughs> they got all their, they're like fucking 14-year-old kids on bicycles riding around the corner to flag the dealer if the cops are around, like just as lookouts while I'm parked and the guy goes in the apartment or whatever and gets the shit. Comes out with these vials of, it looks like salt. And I'm like, what is this? He goes, it's coke. And the way he looked at me and said it, I'm like, I'm not arguing with this guy. I'm not. I'm just going to pay, take it. And I tried stiffing crack. I didn't realize until like, two minutes later. I'm like, why is my nose getting clogged with shit? I'm like, oh, wait, this isn't coke. This is, these are crack rocks. But they were, <laughs> they were, they look like, like sea salt. They're like fucking. <laughs> so you just, you got overcharged. I remember I went to go crack. get a haircut right after that. And I was looking in the barber shop. I did no, everything no. I called hey, back then. It was crack. It was just part of my day. What are it you talking about? Them out. I remember looking in the mirror going like, shit, hope, because they started to fall out of my nose. Tune in to the Cousin Joe Show live Thursday night, 7 to 10 on More Like Radio. A ton of lineup stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. MoreLikeRadio.com Other internet radio stations are gay. Why bother going back? The U.S. government stole your livelihood, forced you to become a criminal. And I hate to say it, but it's not like you have a man waiting for you. I... You know... Whereas here we have everything we need. It's like San Marcos has been waiting thousands of years for us to arrive. Lana, this could be our... Don't. Zion. Yes. There, I said it. Wait. They got weed here, too? That's not what the song's about! Told you. But I just this second realized why you want to stay down here. Cyril's just the Vader to your Palpatine. Is that a reference I should get, or... Seriously? Well, I'm sorry, Lana. I didn't go to rabbinical school. It's from... No. You know what? 
Never mind. But, spoiler alert, Vader ends up killing Palpatine. Hey. But only for three days, right? And then he moves the rock and comes out of his cave stronger than ever. Then he shuts off the tractor beam, releasing the Jews from captivity. What? Hey. Wait. Yes, now that sounds familiar. It cannot possibly. Gospel of Luke? Hey. Oh, for... Ray, you used to be a preacher. You want to back me up here? I actually don't know. My church didn't really do the New Testament. The one with Jesus Christ in it. I mean, I take your word for it. Welcome back to our number two of Alcohol by Volume here on More Like Radio. If you want to join the live chat right now, morelikeradio.com slash live. And if you want to Skype in, Alcohol by Volume, all one word. Or the phone number is 862-345-7125. That's 862-ALCOHOL. So as we get the bad taste of perving out of our mouths, uh, I am going to uh, move to my next cheese and beer pairing. But first, first I'd like to promote a little something for our friend Red Sox in the chat. Teespring.com slash movement. That's Y-A-R-R movement. Buy a t-shirt. Only nine days remaining. Do it, do it, do it. I, I still need to actually buy one. And um, if I'm still sober enough after the show, I will do it tonight. But you know what I'm going to do? I am actually going to bookmark it. So I have it in my bookmarks. And when I'm at work tomorrow, I'll be like, what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. I said I was going to buy a shirt. And then I can buy a shirt. Because I'm promising our good buddy Red Sox that I'm going to buy a shirt. It's a great great red shirt that says yar 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 on it and why wouldn't you want a shirt like that come on oh see p-rock p-rock is missing the racism i just i, I want to be cool like the red show come on Ugh. now i got an itchy nose what the fuck um by the way do not do a google search for um that that nasty nasty word because you'll 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 come up with all sorts of wonderful websites like chimpmania.com apparently <sighs> here i thought i was just looking up monkeys like that cute little monkey in the chat he's got a eye patch on he's got a pirate bandana and a little sword and he's saying yar so let me get it let me get into the pairing here um even though i i I do like this cheese in some form, usually on a buffalo chicken pizza. I cannot say I still I cannot say I have high hopes for this. So this is blue cheese. And I think I actually did the exact cheese that they specified in this particular uh article. Uh the yeah, the Tuxford and Tebbit Stilton. I believe I actually that that is what I got. Now they said uh, Stilton has a meatiness and high salt content that contrasts well with IPA's piney intense bite. So the beer I have here, which is the one they suggested, is Dogfish Head's 60-Minute IPA. So, let me get my mouth wet with, God damn it, with the IPA. Oof. More like IP gay, right, Mitch? Mm-hmm. Uh, damn it, Dennis! <laughs> Okay, so let me take a bite here. Let me, let me take a little bite. Just the cheese by itself there. Mm. Okay. Not particularly a fan. What is the, What are those monkeys doing in Harlem? 
Stop! You're stealing those rims. Buy your own rims. Those don't spin. Okay. Now let me actually take a bite and then swig it with the beer. Mm. I don't know. Is my tongue broken? Because again, it tastes like cheese. It tastes like a different cheese, but it tastes like cheese. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like blue cheese when it comes to, like, for instance, I'll go to Buffalo Wild Wings, and I know blue cheese you know, dressing or dip is not quite the same, but go to Buffalo Wild Wings, look at the mango habanero uh, wings, which I, I've, been, I've been told by some of the servers there, they think those are actually hotter than the hottest ones. Anytime I eat them, I have to really pace myself. The blue, the blue cheese dressing tempers them slightly, but not nearly enough. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent with food again. I like dipping into that when I get um, when I get a. Well, actually, I'm trying to think now with the buffalo cheese um, or buffalo chicken pizza that I get. If there's actually, yeah, you know what? There, there's there is uh, like kind of gobs of blue cheese on that. But again, that it has that melty kind of quality. There is something about raw cheese, and that's that's all I can call it. Um, there's something about raw cheese that I I don't know. I don't know if it's a texture. I don't know if it's a taste or what. Um, see, Western Echo in the chat. He likes blue cheese. I don't know. There, there is some some opposition I have to raw cheese, and this is going to very much disappoint Marianne again. And ugh, I hate disappointing Marianne, ugh. but I'm trying this, and I'm going to do this next week too, even though I pretty much know that I'm not not going to be thrilled with this. But I do it for your entertainment. I uh, I subject myself to these things. Hopefully the powdered alcohol, when that hits in the fall, that'll be a little bit more pleasurable. Let me take a, another swig here, get that taste of cheese in my mouth. Mm. See, a running joke with my uh, wife is that if I taste something that does not taste good, I'll always say, ugh, tastes like cheese. Now I can actually say that, yeah, yeah. Not 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 a, not not a fan of cheese per se. Um, uh oh, Dennis thinks GoDaddy's shitting the bed again. I don't know. I I'm I, I'm still I'm still on the page. Hopefully it's not again. But oof. Anyway, um, let me get into the next article here from the Daily Mail UK. Uh, this was submitted to the oof. ABV Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume by Rich in Arizona. Thank you, P-Rock, for the flying hot dog bukkake picture. One of my favorites. Um, Daily Mail UK alcohol expert says it's okay to drink six pints a day. Dr. Kerry Pokalainen, sounds like a hockey player's name, um who used to work for the World Health Organization as an alcohol expert, well, I can be an alcohol expert, examined decades of research into its effects. Yeah, Red Talk says the chat's having issues. Um, if you're listening live, 
see if you can get the chat more like radio.com slash live i'm wondering if it mm, might be some kind of uh uh dns thing going on at certain hubs well then again no no dennis is pretty much local to me so i have no idea um it's working for me so i i don't know and i'm seeing that uh that gift that uh Dennis just posted, or uh, Red Sox just posted, of that of that nasty, nasty monkey thieving away as monkeys do. Why do monkeys always have to steal everything? This is why we can't have nice things. Because of the damn monkeys. <sighs> okay. Uh, Dr. Pokalainen, uh, let's see, he separated measurements into units. Uh, this will make sense in a minute. Of which a pint contains two units so men are currently meant to only have no more than four units a day women three so men four units of alcohol a day so it'd be two pints women three so a pint and a half dr pokalainen believes that drinking only becomes harmful when people consume more around 13 units a day thus the six pint limit of 12 units he also claimed that people who exceed the recommended limit could could live longer than those who abstain. I think I brought this up in a previous show. He said, the weight of the evidence shows moderate drinking is better than abstaining. Woohoo! And heavy drinking is worse than abstaining. Ugh. Oh well, P-Rock's gonna die anyway. Uh, however, the moderate amounts can be higher than the guidelines say. Um, he added that drinking just over a bottle of wine a day won't harm health either bottle contains about 10 units uh you know of course there are detractors julia manning from think tank 2020 health said okay um let's see this is an unhelpful contribution to the debate it makes grand claims when we which we don't see evidence for alcohol is a toxin the risks outweigh the benefits to which I say, we put toxins in our bodies every fucking day, get a new argument. It, it, everything's a toxin now. The fucking food we eat, the air we breathe. You know, it's, you just gotta pick which is least toxic at this point. And honestly, everyone has an agenda with this, and frankly, no one's gonna win the argument. Everyone can create scientific arguments to support their side somehow. I mean, they... It's not that you're fixing the evidence. You can just word the argument in the way you want to. So drink what you want within reason, of course. Eat what you want within reason. Gotta watch those calories, guys. And because no matter what, something's going to kill us in the end anyway. So what about a 12-pack a day? Well, let's see. Um, what did They said six pints a day. So let, let, me, let me do some quick math here. Six pints a day, that's 16 ounces times six so that's 96 ounces so 96 ounces or 12 pack times six equals yep you could have a tw uh wait i'm sorry not 12 pack i was looking at six pack sorry 12 times 12 equals well eh, 12 pack a day might be a little bit much a little bit much um but you can you can definitely do a six pack a day but 12 pack eh, i don't know fuck it why not 12 pack every other day Th then it evens out if you drink a 12-pack one day, drink nothing the next, drink a 12-pack, it evens out like calories. And in the chat, like Red Sox says, he's had like five error messages. Now, I've, I, I don't know, I must be awesome. I have not had a single 
error message in the chat. I don't know. Um, the hubs for internet providers causing problems? Uh, Dennis, um, what um, what ISP are you on? Because I'm, I'm on Optimum, and I haven't seen a single thing pop up, and I've seen it sometimes be specific to uh, which provider and which hub and stuff like that. So if anybody's having problems with the MLR chat, uh, there's something going on. Not quite sure what. But everything's fine on my end. So I don't know. Um, let's see what else I got here. Um, you know what? Th th this is a perfect opportunity to... Uh, well, to finish, to finish my current beer. And uh, this is a video, and I'll, I'll stop and start this. Uh, video, uh, brewers share mixed feelings about the revised craft brewer definition at the Craft Brewers Conference 2014. I discussed this a number of weeks back, that they, they changed the definition of what it means to be a craft brewer. Basically, they changed the uh, stance on adjunct ingredients like rice or corn to allow breweries using quote, traditional or innovative brewing ingredients to fit its definition of craft. The problem with this, the definition they had before, it excluded breweries like Yingling, excluded uh, Wachusets uh, up in New England, and stuff like that. But the thing is, rice or corn, it's not a new thing. That, that can be a very traditional method of brewing. So uh, let me bring this up here, and I'll kind of start and stop as it goes. Uh, CBC coverage sponsored by, and it would probably help if I unmuted Chrome too, right? Uh, there we go. Hey, this is Dave Eisenberg with Brewbound.com. I'm here with Chris Fernari, the website's editor at the 2014 Craft Brewers Conference in Denver, Colorado. We've been going around asking uh, attendees a handful of questions, one of which uh, is about how the Brewers Association recently tweaked their definition of what it means to be a craft brewer. Uh, and we've decided to find out how uh, some of the attendees define craft for themselves. Uh, Chris, what have you been hearing on that? Yeah, we've we've actually heard uh, you know a lot of different answers from folks. Um, you know, we we asked them sort of uh, how they personally define uh, craft, craft brewer, craft beer, um, and you know just how important it is to sort of protect that identity uh, that small and independent producers have worked so hard to create over a number of years. Um, and you know, we heard a lot of different responses. Some people who have abandoned the term craft altogether, um, and you know, call themselves artisan brewers. Uh, or refer to their breweries as you know farmhouse breweries where they're located. Um, we've heard some responses of you know brewers you know continuing to spread the message uh, that they're small and independent, and those are the true craft brewers. So uh, a lot of different responses, and it's it's sort of interesting to hear what people have to say. So uh, why don't we listen to what everybody else had to say? Let's take a look. I think you okay. So. Um from here, they start to go through um, di different representatives from different breweries. And I, I have to admit, I I was ready to see just a bunch of, you know, hipster guys with beards saying, oh, well, you know, we're really craft because we do this and this and this. And, you know, all these other guys aren't craft brewers. And, oh, they're diluting craft beer. And, oh, man, you know. I was actually pleasantly surprised when I went through this video, um, and, and, and these brewers were actually rather enlightened. I mean, they they um, I don't know they, they they had a good stance on it. So this is uh, let's see, I can't see the full brew. The Craig Farley probably need to draw a line somewhere. Otherwise, Craig Farley from Farley anything, Turner and I Company. Think to the consumer, the. Uh, definition may be slightly irrelevant because I don't think consumers are sitting there saying is this a craft beer or is exactly. it not maybe a certain subsection of the market 
and he's completely right with that. There is a certain subsection that they're 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 not going to touch anything that's not craft. If 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 suddenly tomorrow, Sam Adams was no longer craft, they wouldn't touch it. If suddenly Flying Dog Brewery out of Maryland was no longer craft, they wouldn't touch it. You you see people online that will suddenly say Goose Island sucks. You know they're they're basically doing the same thing they were two years ago. Well, no, they they suck now. They suck now. Everything's changed. Everything's different. No, it's not. They're owned by someone different, but it's helping their distribution. It's helping their production, but it hasn't changed the beer. In my opinion, Goose Island is still craft ultimately. Um, whereas you know something like um. What the fuck? Um, uh, Blue Moon or Shock Top, those were manufactured to appear as craft. So it's, it, there's a difference with that. But like this guy says, it, most of the consumers, they're, they're not as picky with that. If you know they find out that Line & Kugel is owned by... Uh, Fuck, what is Line and Kugel, Anheuser-Busch, or Miller Coors? I can't remember. But if they find that out, they're going to be like, oh, really? Oh, I like it. It's still good. And they're not going to care. You're going to have that subset that the moment they find that out, they're never going to touch it again. I will admit, there was that brief moment when I found out, oh, well, Line and Kugel's isn't craft. Uh, uh. Now, to be fair, I have not had Summer Shandy since, but it is because... The uh, uh, Porch Rocker from Sam Adams is actually much better. I do still want to try the Orange Shandy from Line and Kugels. Just haven't had an opportunity to do so. So, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll still try Shock Top even. I'll still try Blue Moon. Blue Moon actually does some decent stuff. Um, and and I've, I've gotten my stuff from Budweiser. Budweiser Black Crown. I had the Miller Fortune. You know, some people are just, they're, they're too stringent with their restrictions. And I think the average consumer doesn't care. Um, let's see. Red indicator top right means connection lost completely. Um, huh. Weird. Yeah, because I'm, 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 I'm seeing a, a blink. I'm seeing a blink of... And I'm talking about the chat here for people that don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's green. It blinked orange or red or something. And blink. And blink and blink not to be confused with the dink 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 of the red show i do occasionally i've i've had at times i get that error connection status 503 in the chat but i am not getting a single problem that is really weird um uh, i don't know but anyway uh let me get back to this video here uh are but i think consumers are saying do i like the flavor profile of this beer there you go is it different than other beers that i'm drinking and if so, if you like the flavor i don't know keep drinking that it the average consumer thinks like that. Yeah, I do believe the definition's got to be cleaned up. It's still way too broad, a little messy. Uh, Marty some Ox people out from E3 Craft Strategies. To me, craft means it's ingredients uh, that matter, that are real. And Okay, now see, this, this almost seems pretentious. <laughs> They're ingredients that matter. They're real. Oh, so everybody's using fake ingredients now. They're, they're, they're using fake malt and fake hops, right? Right, eh, I don't know. Th th this guy's answer is a little. It is owned by. I, I do like the ownership um, definition. Ownership makes sense. I do. Uh, I don't mind the size. The volume's not an issue. If we can make a billion gallons of craft beer, it's great. To me, it's all about what's in the beer, the ingredients, and we really need to define that. 
I think it's important to oh, you know this voice. the Brewers Association. It's we Jim may Cook, individually Bear. agree and quibble and you know have little gripes about a definition, and we all have to recognize that any definition is ultimately arbitrary at the boundaries. I define cra- There you go. Jim Cook says it best. Any definition that they create is completely arbitrary. Everybody's going to have ultimately a different definition. Now, you know, the craft was it the, the Craft Brewers Association, I believe, or the yeah, the Brewers Association, the the BA. They're the ones that are behind the whole definition of a craft brewer. But my definition of craft craft brew versus the definition of someone just down the street could be completely different. Look look at any internet message board or you know Reddit, beer advocate, stuff like that. You're you're gonna have people that are very, very, very picky with that. And then you're gonna have people that are a lot more laid back with it. I'm not I'm not gonna tell you that Budweiser is a craft brew. Pfft, of course not. That that that's ridiculous. But again, back to Goose Island. I still consider Goose Island craft. Um something like uh, Kona Brewing. By the definition, because of uh, distribution and ownership and whatnot, they are not craft brew. Fuck that. I consider it craft brew, and I think their cocoa brown is still fucking delicious. I I haven't seen any difference in it. I still think it's great. Um, let's see. Uh, Scrambler chat. Uh, chat hates Alan. Uh, Red Sox says his internet's fine. The stream's working, but the chat hates him. I don't know. It, for, for once, for once, the chat likes me. The chat actually likes me. I don't know if you guys like me, but the chat seems to. Uh, Craft as as beer that is is, is, is well uh, made. Ned LaFortune from Wachuset Brewing. I really. This guy is actually pretty relevant with it because this new definition changed. It, it allowed them to be classified as craft again. They were not under that umbrella of craft because they I they were using adjunct ingredients, even though. That was the tradition for which you set brewing. Actually, don't get caught up in these other definitions of it. I don't really care about the ownership. Um, you know, I'm, no one's really happy about the mega brewers and them jumping in. But if it's still well made and, and it's it's a well crafted beer and it's good, it's still good for the industry. There you go. Like I, Goose Island, it's still well made. It's still well crafted. Kona Brewing, still well made, well crafted. If it's not a shit beer, and it you know, did fall under that craft umbrella until it got, you know, bought out by the man. If there's if there's no difference, meanwhile, something like that, uh, was it that Blue Dog or Wild Blue or whatever it is, that, that, for instance, was clearly an attempt to cash in on craft, and it was done poorly. Um, you know, those examples, toss those to the wayside, because obviously... They don't. They don't taste good. I mean, I I don't see that particular that that blue dog and the um. I don't think the one's called red dog, but like or wild red or something like that. I don't see those around as much anymore. I, I would gather that they're not necessarily selling because they don't taste that great. They're not fooling people. Appearance wise, they look craft. Um, and I'm trying to figure out where I was going with this. Um, like. It, like this guy from what you said said, ownership doesn't necessarily matter. It, 
I mean, you could say, it's about the beer, stupid. It's about the fucking beer. You can even see that with the Budweiser, uh, the, um, fuck, the Project, was it Project 12? Project 13? Forget the number now. Uh, it goes to show that even the Budweiser Brewmasters, though they can still make unique beers. They can still make something that's different from your Budweiser Bud Light. Obviously not craft. You know what? It's the beer. And if it tastes good, drink it. Fuck it. Um... Let's see. Uh, web host, audio streaming host, separate. Okay. Um, yeah. So like Scrambler says, like faggoty shop shock top, and th- there have been shock tops like um, what was it? Uh, around um, fuck. It it, w- it was when we were having that the the whole 2012 Mayan prophecy blah 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 bullshit. Um, they they cashed in on that and they did the was it the end of the world midnight wheat I think that was decent. I, I liked that. I thought it was pretty good. I, I've had decent beers from Shock Top. I know that there's like a Honey Crisp Apple Wheat that I've heard good things about. I haven't had it. But then I tried that... Um, fuck. It was the... Uh, I gotta look this up now because I don't remember what it was. Um, uh, bourbon Honey Shock Top. Shock Top Honey Bourbon Cask Wheat. And I... I I only had one bottle of it that I got in a build a six pack, and oh boy, am I glad in that case that I did not get the whole six pack, because it it it, it tasted like somebody made a wheat beer and just poured honey into it, and not even good honey. It was it just it was that sickly sweet kind of thing. Um, Ah, uh, poor Red Sox. He says the chat hates him so much. He's gonna go watch the Wings and Rangers games. Thank, thank you for listening, Alan. I'm sorry the chat's not cooperating tonight. Ugh. Um, if you're able to pop back in, keep me apprised on the score. If there's any uh good updates with the Wings. In fact, you know what? Maybe I should just do this. Um, I have an app on my phone that stupid me. I I, I liked it. And I I actually paid for it. Hockey Horns Live, where it'll tell you if. Uh, your team scores. So let me see here. Enable live notifications. And boom. Here we go. Uh, because deep down, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta, gotta pay attention to my hockey. So, okay. Got that up. So if Detroit scores, I will fucking know it. God damn it. Um, where the fuck was I? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I was on that video, wasn't I? What did I do to Chrome? There we go. Okay, let's get back to this. I'm in line with the uh, the Brewers Association definition of craft. I think it is is. Um, this is uh, Bill Kovaleski from uh, Victory but also Brewing. Definitive enough. You know, there are a lot of blurry lines at this point, and personally, I don't. This is think Sam Hendler from Jack's Abbey Brewing. Ever. We need to just uh, if we can uh, give them a good value. They're going to keep drinking it. And uh, with it's such a complicated question overall. I'm not sure how important it is to us to really be part of that discussion. My definition is consistent with the cra- with the BA's definition of a craft brewer, and um, I think it's absolutely important that we protect that. Kim Jordan we from own New Belgium a brand together, and it's really um, it has a lot of value, and we need to make sure that that value doesn't sort of get diffuse and kind of. Any, it can stand for anything for anybody. She really sounds like she was originally from Minnesota. Just, just a guess on that. She, she has a hint of that accent. 
Um, and, and, you know, I, I respect that. I mean, she's, you know, basically kind of trying to say, you know, you know, we try and stick by that definition and, you know, because that's, that's what they've decided. So we're not, we're not going to go against that. Um, that's fair, but, uh, let me get back to this. So I am. And if, if I'm delayed in identifying the people, it's because somehow the video buffered completely off so the sink is off on this fully in support of that definition and i always want to talk with my brethren in the industry about remembering that we own that together collectively i would say craft beer um is something that a, a liquid that somebody really cares about making <laughs> a liquid that somebody really cares about making okay this is brian hermanson from uh, pacific brewing laboratory um i wish i could show you a picture of this guy uh, I'm not doing a screen cap. Well, yeah, I'm not going to do a screen cap. I, I don't feel like doing it. But this guy looks like a taller Seth Green with more hair, but looks like he has done his share of of uh, of drugs too. Um, I mean, keep going with him because a liquid that uh, I don't know. He he seemed to be a little nervous on the spot here. Um. I know the BA changed their idea of what traditional is. I'm not really clear what that is, but I think I don't know what that American is, man. Is pretty untraditional. So maybe that is part of the definition. What? It has no secret that I've been a big proponent of truth and labeling, and it's not so much to uh, take away from any partners, Let's but it's see, more to protect uh, all this of us is in the industry. Garrett Marrero from Maui Brewing Company. Now, an interesting point he raised there with truth and labeling. I. Um, I, I I have to admit that 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 is that's an important idea for the industry. Um, I I've raised the point where I'd I'd like to see more unlabeling of you know what what hops are in a cer certain beer, um, you know what malts are in a certain beer. Uh, there there are uh, I think I I think it's a beta that has done this where they'll they'll show you the the coloration of the beer on the on the uh, six pack they'll show you like little things like what what it'll what it will fuck I'm rambling here what kind of foods it'll pair with what uh what 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 flavor balance you're getting whether whether you're going more towards the bitter the malty you know stuff like that yeah you know, i i i, I I want to see. I'd like to see more of that. I mean, of course, you know, optimally, I'd love to see you know just full-on nutrition labels, so I don't have to search for my calories every time when it comes to these. But you know, one one step at a time. One step at a time. Um, let me get back to Garrett Marrero here to really make decisions based on accurate information. So, as much as the definition is important, I also look at it as someone who is. A craft brewer is someone who takes uh, authenticity and innovation and has a really good sense of place into consideration when they're making their beers. And that's a fair point, too. I mean, you know, you, you, you think of the big beer companies, you don't necessarily think of authenticity as being a big deal there. You think more, um, you think automation. You think, um, you know, replication. You know, every batch the same. You know, no, no, no differing batches. You don't want to, you don't want to taste, you know, a Bud Light from, you know, that was brewed in January of 2014 and one that was brewed in March of 2014 and have them taste different. Oh God, no. 
Whereas other breweries thrive on that. You know, it will, you know, this batch this year actually had notes of this and this, and we were surprised when that. It, and but the big brewers, they're they're you know, the consistency that consist. There's something to be said for consistency, but. Mm, they 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 take it to a to a greater length. We don't actually really use the word useful for in context such as this, such as the craft brewers conference, and to get everybody together who see this is, is Ron extract from Jester King beer at various scales. Um, it's not looks the like most Jamie Heineman from Mythbusters. Point of differentiation between us and other breweries because we do things very differently from uh, the way that a lot of other craft breweries do them. Well, I think it's really important. I'm glad that, that, that the BA continues to uh, beat the drum about what a craft brewer is. And I think that uh, the people that are passionate about making beer are craft brewers, people that are making high-quality product. And uh, Okay, you know, they're, they're actually they're starting to reiterate their points now. Um, oh, Scrambler telling me already some octopus throwing at the Joe. Thank you. Oh, goddamn, goddamn, goddamn. Oh, I can't believe I'm already missing this game. Um, but I mean, they. I I was amazed at the amount of differing points in that video. That not everybody was. Oh, we must abide by craft. Oh, we all have to be the same. And you know, oh, big beer bad. Oh, there were you know, I I was surprised by the amount of people that said basically we don't give a shit about ownership. It's about the beer, stupid. So, I mean, I, 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 I thought that was actually kind of refreshing, you know, what the, where they were going from with that. Uh, let's see what I got in this window here. Um, uh, let's see if this works. Um, ooh, okay, cool. Hey, um, look what I got here. Let's see. Um, hey, look, I got hockey in the background. Oh, son of a bitch. Ew, Pierre McGuire. Ew, ew. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, let me turn that down now. I know you, I know most of my listeners don't give a shit about hockey, but there, there is that small subset of us that do give a shit about it. Um... You know what? Since since we're since we're getting getting down on time, and I got a I actually have a lot of new beer releases and reveals this week. I was surprised by how many I came across. Uh, but first, 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 let me do my last beer and cheese pairing. This is uh, I got Shiner Bach, and I have a Gruyere. Um, this is a very squishy cheese. Oh Jesus! I just dropped in my lap because it stuck to my finger and then it didn't stick to my finger anymore. Um, very squishy. Reminds me a little bit of uh, fresh mozzarella. Let me let me take a sip of the Shiner first here. Shiner Bach is always pretty decent. Um, a little bit warm because I did not do an ice bucket today, but that's my fault. Uh, let me squish this cheese down a little bit. Um, give it a smell, and it it it, it smells like, well, it smells like cheese. It smells like cheese. Um, so in the article it says the smell of strong smooth Bach does the trick of balancing out a tangy dense Gruyere. Also applies to fondue. Um, see, I like I love I love fondue. 
if the cheese is melted, I'm so much better with it. So, you know what? Let me take the bite. Oh my god, that was creamy. Mmm. Okay, you know what? That that pairing was actually better. Um, again, though, damn it! I I feel like I cannot identify individual traits in cheese. I don't know what it is. I mean, these are these are three very different cheeses here. I mean, there, there's a cheddar with like you know kind of beer and seasoning in it. There's a blue cheese, you know, the you know, blue veiny kind of thing going on. And then there's this very soft Gruyere. And it's weird. I mean, like, the cheddar and blue cheese were very, very close to me, uh, close together in taste and texture for me. Taste, they should not even be remotely close. The Gruyere, definitely texture different. Taste, I did get a difference off that, too. But I don't know. It just... it. Ah, uh, I, I, I'm just, I guess I am just not a cheese person. Ah, uh, okay. Scrambler says Gruyere is melting cheeses on top of French onion soup a lot. You know what? That is perfect because I love, oh, I'm so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to Dennis in the chat. It says there is no such thing as fucking cheeses. Okay. You are correct. You are correct. Cheese is a plural in itself. So these cheese, wait, that doesn't sound right though. These cheese, I, I think this, I, I, I think cheeses actually is technically correct in that circumstance though, because I'm talking about three separate pieces of cheese here. So these would be my cheeses, just like, you know, if I had three bottle caps on the plate, it would be my three bottle caps. I don't know. But if you're talking about varieties of cheese, you don't say varieties of cheeses, you say varieties of cheese. I think technically my usage is correct, but I understand where you're coming from, Dennis. I don't know. Although I know Mitch is probably going to complain about something I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I, I kinds of cheese, types of cheese, but not cheeses. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, you know, and you are correct there, Dennis. I think I think just in my particular reference here, I have three, well, you know, I, I guess I'd have to say three pieces of, <laughs> three pieces of cheese on the plate. Yeah, thank you, Mitch. Great bit. Pairing alcohol and cheese. It tastes like cheese, I guess. I guess, <laughs> cheesin! Moosin! I don't know. Um... I don't know. I, I hate the. Fa I still have to post that video on the Facebook page, of or actually no. You know what? I think I did. I I posted on the uh, on the page, not the group. Um, the uh, Facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. Um, that the you know how to taste beer. Uh, I know my palate is kind of refined enough to to get. Uh, God damn it. Yeah, Sherry says hi. Figure the Russian can speak better English than the kid from Michigan. Yeah, I know. <sighs> I know, I know. Because I have beers in me. I'm sorry. But, um... Where was I going with that? I, fuck it, I don't know. I'm getting into the new releases and reveals for the week because that's where I'm at at this point. 
I don't know. The, the Gruyere, I'll, I'll melt that on top of some French onion soup because I love French onion soup and that is probably what I'm going to use it for. I mean, I spent like 20 bucks on this cheese and I'm probably not going to eat most of it. But, you know, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll figure out something to do with it. The blue cheese I might be able to use in like a buffalo cheese dip or something. The cheddar, I could probably always use that for something, you know, tacos, burritos, something like that. Uh, I'll figure out something with it. The Gruyere, French onion. The, um, the Gouda, the, the Gouda might be a little tough. I'll have to figure that out. But get to that next week. So, um, in Michigan, Ebonics is the primary language. Now, Scrambler, that is racist. There are a lot of Chaldeans there, too, that that speak in that fucking towelhead dirt language. So, um, too much? I don't know. Not Wednesday night at 9? Hmm? Uh, um, oh, good on an egg sandwich, too. Okay, I, I like an egg sandwich. I like an egg sandwich. Okay, first one here. We got Flying Dog Dead Rise Old Bay Summer Ale. And those of you from the New England area, you will know Old Bay intimately. Yes, Old Bay, the celebrated seafood seasoning. So this one could kind of be interesting with this. Even the label, if you're in the chat, you'll see it more like video.com slash live. The label shares the same iconic blue, yellow, and red from the Old Bay tin. If you don't know what I'm talking about, do a Google search for Old Bay seasoning. You will see what I mean. From Flying Dog's blog, Dead Rise Old Bay Summer Ale will highlight the indelible character of Old Bay through bright and refreshing citrus hop character and a crisp, tart finish. Old Bay is added to the whirlpool, imparting a bold aroma, followed by hints of flavor throughout the beer. 5.6% ABV, 25 IBUs. It's going to be on shelves Memorial Day through Labor Day in Maryland, D.C., Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, New York, and North Carolina. Next one I got here is from Stone Brewing. This is a collaboration one. Uh, post this image in the chat. And if I didn't mention, I, l I love that Dead Rise label, the 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 crab on that one. I don't know. I, I always like Flying Dog's uh, uh, label art, though. But this one, Stone Spotlight Series Sprocket Beer. It's a collaboration between Stone and Sprocket Beer. It's the first winner in an intra-country intra-company team-based homebrew competition to Black Rye Kolsch described as an easy-drinking, silky-smooth reinvention of an old-world style with a crisp yet flavorful lasting finish. Ooh, yeah. It was actually released yesterday in Oregon. It's going to be seeing a nationwide release shortly thereafter with limited availability, 22-ounce bottles, 5.4% ABV. Uh, then we got Harpoon Citra Victorious. Um, let's see. Wait, your 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 feed says uh, fourteen ten to go in the first, uh, Dennis. Uh, I, I'm seeing thirteen thirty two. I don't know. Maybe, maybe my feed is really way ahead of the regular feed. I don't know. Uh, I'm getting a allegedly not a legal feed. Of course not. Why would I do that? Uh, this is Citra Victorious from Harpoon. I know it's not a big image, but that's what you got. It's the 50th installment of the 100 Barrel series. Citrus hop, or I'm sorry, Citra hops provide a juicy citrus character, while Chico yeast yields a fruity aroma in this grapefruit-infused pale ale, dry hopped with Citra and Cascade, and loaded with 96 pounds of grapefruit peel. Available in 22-ounce bottles with limited draft availability. It's a 5.8% ABV and 45 IBUs. You notice that... Um, God damn it, Dennis. Fuck you. <laughs> um, 
I'm noticing a lot of these, uh, the alcohol content is is in that lower, like, five range. Um, and, you know, Scrambler, he has um, he has yet to have a harpoon he enjoys. You know what? Now that I think of it, I'm trying to remember the last harpoon brew that I genuinely enjoyed. Um, f- fuck if I can remember. I, I, I'd have to look in the uh, ABV uh the uh, beer beer list the beer list at tinyurl.com slash abv beer tasting um shots on goal four to one bruins god damn it come on guys take a fucking shot jesus christ mm. i'm an angry hockey fan um but yeah I'm, I'm trying to think the last harpoon beer i had and uh i honestly don't remember so Obviously not that memorable to me. Uh, New Glarus Spiced Ale. When you think of spiced ale, you probably think more kind of holiday season, but that is not what they're going with this one, so post this image in the chat here. It is uh, has English and Wisconsin malt, slow-brewed caramel goodness into this beefy bronze strong ale. It's aged on oak with cinnamon, ginger, and allspice, carefully hand-stirred into the velvety toffee notes of this aromatic spiced ale. The aroma is said to evoke cinnamon, ginger snaps, and cola, and the taste is of ginger snaps, earthy hops, and toast. That is kind of a cool combination. It's going to be available in 12-ounce bottles, ABV unknown as yet. I wish I got Nuclearis out here. I don't... They always seem to have some great stuff that I'd want to try, and I can never get it. Um, This is one, I love ginger snaps, so why wouldn't I like it in a beer? This sounds like one I'd like. So if anybody wants to send me some uh, New Glarus Spiced Ale when it comes out, I wouldn't mind that. Scrambler in the chat says New Glarus has a great brewery tour, and if (laughs) if I ever make it to Wisconsin, I'll check that out, apparently. Uh, Magic Hat, Wilhelm Scream. Oh, Scrambler says he can get it. Oh, wink, wink, wink. Scrambler is a good dude. Scrambler is an awesome dude. And uh, <laughs> if, 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 he, if he's coming out here in August for the MLR Live event, oh, oh, bring me things. Bring me many things, dude. Uh, okay, Magic Hat, Wilhelm Scream. Post his image in the chat. New fall offering for Magic Hat. It's a pumpkin ale. If you're not familiar with what the Wilhelm Scream is, what the... Where the fuck have you been? It's a Hollywood sound effect. It's been used in more than 200 movies over the past 70 years. It's from the film Distant Drums, made back in 1951. And let me bring this up because I will play for you the very first Wilhelm Scream. You've heard heard it in Star Wars. You've heard it in everything. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! And that was the scream right there. So that that is the famous Wilhelm scream. That is what this uh, this beer is named after. It's going to be available this fall in 12 ounce bottles and on draft, and probably more likely that it'll show up midsummer as all the pumpkin beers do now. 5.4% ABV. Jesus Christ, it's 7.56 already? Uh, oof. Got three more... Oh, four... God damn, four more beers to get through. Gonna barrel through this. 
going to barrel through this. I don't want to anger J5 because he do a good show. God damn it. He, he, he's one of the good ones. He's one of the good ones. Odell Footprint Region Ale. The first release was back in 2012. It's made with ingredients sourced from each state in the brewery's distribution footprint comprised of 11 states. Colorado, hops and barley. Arizona, prickly pear juice. Son of a bitch! Fuck, 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 fuck. God damn it. Ugh. Obviously, Boston just scored. Anyway. Idaho, hops and barley. Kansas, wheat. Uh, Minnesota, wild rice. Missouri, oak barrels. Nebraska, corn. New Mexico, green chilies. South Dakota, barley and honey. Texas, grapefruit juice. And Wyoming, wheat. Texas is the newest addition to their distribution. American strong ale is the style. That was my phone saying boo. Uh, if you heard that. American Strong Ale released last week at their brewery in Fort Collins, Colorado. During a release party, it's going to be in 750 milliliter bottles, 9.9% ABV. Um, then there are two new variations of New Holland's Dragon's Milk Imperial Stout. You know, I think this is probably the last one I'm going to do. I'll hold off. Other stuff for next week. Uh, New Holland Dragon's Milk Imperial Stout, which is a fantastic fucking Imperial Stout. If you've never had it before and you have not in your area, check it out. The first to release this week is Dragon's Milk Reserve with toasted chilies. They took the base Imperial Stout, aged in bourbon barrels for three months, just like Dragon's Milk, but this time with toasted peppas. It's going to be in 22-ounce bombers, 10% ABV. Then the second to release is uh, going to be this fall. It's Dragon's Milk Reserve with raspberries. Oh, Brent Vanderkamp, New Holland President, states it'll definitely appeal to those who love that tangy tartness of raspberries and those who are a little scared of the chilies. It's also in 22-ounce bombers, 10% ABV. If you've never had Dragon's Milk before, check out the mainline release first before giving these a taste. It's amazing and a must-try for any fans of Imperial Stouts. It's well, well, well worth it. So, I'm going to hold off on other stuff till next week uh, because I'm running out of time here and fuck it, I want to watch hockey and what did Marshawn do? Is he going to the box? Oh, he's going to the bench. Never mind. Uh, as always, if there's a local beer you think I should try, drop me an email kevin at morelikeradio.com see if we can try and work out some sort of beer trade. The ABV beer tasting list, I've added a bunch of stuff to that. Stuff I haven't uh, necessarily drank yet, but stuff I bought that I need to add in there. tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting. Open spreadsheet. Add your stuff in there if you want. Check out the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. And the Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. And speaking of Dragon's Milk Scrambler, so you can be sending some Dragon's Milk to Stupid Allen soon. Nice. Uh, follow me on Twitter at E-D-I-C-I-U-S or at M-L-R underscore alcohol. Look me up on untapped alcohol by volume, all one word. I will I will friend you if you want me to. Come on. Coming up next, Unsigned Hype, followed by, well, Hammy and Royce probably because stupid Dutch is still in work release prison. I'll see you guys next week. It's our ghosts that they so afraid of I try to flow greater Cause most conscious soul food Thoughts like tofu No flavor So when I roll